Hey, aloha, everybody. Jeff Reinbold and the Jeff Reinbold Show is back. It is our show where we take questions from all of our fans. And, you know, Michael, this is how this whole thing started as a way to give the fans a voice. And, you know, we never are going to deviate from that, no matter how much fun we have or how, you know, big the, the show gets. It's all about the fans. And a big shout out to 808 Sports, uh, the official online betting partner of the NFL in both the UK and Ireland, who are now sponsoring this podcast and, you know, giving us an opportunity to reach out to the fans. So let's get to the mailbag and let's get to answering questions. Yes, sir, Jeff. Happy Friday, my man. Happy Friday. We're wearing the same clothes and drinking the same cup of tea. It's still Friday, though. It's all good. <laughs> Every Friday where I live is Aloha Friday. So happy Aloha Friday, everybody around the world. And uh, let's get to the question. I feel like the first question for Aloha Friday could be something that my wife told me last week in Belfast. Is Tim Hortons incredibly overrated, Jeff? <laughs> now, because it's not like, you know what? Like, like, you are put me on the spot because what's the name of our stadium? Oh yeah, I'm I'm joking. I, I'm joking. I, I'll I'll say this right. I'd say in Canada it's ten out of ten, but that, you, you don't have to chime. This is my opinion, not Jeff's, so everyone can keep quiet and not not get annoyed here. I don't know, man. Like, there's one here, like five minutes from my house, and like the sweet ratio, like the the frappes and stuff. It's like there's half a kilo of sugar in them. Anyway, we we'll come back to this. Up the Tim Hortons, great donuts, Jeff. Great Timbits. We're not being sponsored, so we're shutting them out. Michael, I will get you free. Do you know that Canada consumes more donuts per capita than any other country in the world? And Tim Hortons is the number one donut shop in all of Canada. So they do the donuts tremendous. Now, I'm not a donut guy, but <coughs> I, I... What about Timbits? Do you, do you like Timbits? I, I, don't, I don't do that kind of stuff, right? See, Mike, my, my body is a temple. Yours is a tent. All right. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh my God. I don't, I don't That's a line from the song, right. by the way. Do you know? Did you know that? <laughs> Who was the artist? Huh? Who was the artist of the song? You no, know, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It was. It. Uh, oh, Jimmy Buffett. It's an. It's a line from a Jimmy Buffett song. It's either that or it's a line from Corinthians five one. Look, we'll. We'll get back to football. Um, right, Claire the Bear. All right, the Claire. Claire the Claire. One of the all-time great, one of the all-time great Bears fans anywhere. And fans, let me just tell you about Claire. If you don't know Claire the Bear, you got to follow her on the internet and on Twitter. She does some amazing things. She's got constant giveaways of NFL merchandise, and I don't know where she gets it all, but I want to tell you something. She is one of the real, real good NFL fans I've ever met. A great, great lady and a huge Chicago Bear fan. I don't know how many in there. Sorry, Jeff. I, I freaked out for a minute. But yes, I fully agree with what you said about Claire. Claire said, is which team is going to be the biggest surprise this season? Can I go first? Because yeah, we, we, like, we're man. Like we're last in the week. It doesn't them. matter whether I said yes or no. You're going to go first. So just go first. The Green Bay Packers are going to go to the playoffs with Jordan Love. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win the NFC North, but I think the Green Bay Packers win over eight and a half games. I think I think there's 
strong possibility that can happen. I think it's really interesting about Jordan Love because there was some early in training camp speculation that he was going to be a total bust. And I think we watched through watch his development through camp. I think he he's far from a bust. And how how well he'll play in the regular season remains to be seen because again, what you see in preseason is not what you're going to see in the regular season. In terms of complexity, the amount of player, you know, amount of stuff you're going to have to be able to process, uh, you know, they're going to play against the best players every weekend. But you can only judge a player on what he's done on tape. And I, and you know, when I looked at the tape, you know, you see a guy there that can make throws, that can keep plays alive, that has all of the arm talent that you look for. Now, again, he's just got to put it together when the games count, and you know, that's what that's what we'll see. I think too, you know, you look around, Mike, and and. I think one team that's going to be much, much better than they've been in the past, and it may not translate to a lot of wins, right, is I think the Houston Texans have done a great job of getting better this offseason. I watched them play the other day. I, I like Demeco Ryan's demeanor as a coach. Um, you know, they they really upgraded. He and Casario have really upgraded that roster. Now, again, will they win the division? I don't think so. Will they win eight games? Probably not. But I think compared to the just how bad they were in the past, I think this is a team that's headed in the right direction. So that's what that's a team kind of under the radar better, I think, is you know, everybody points to the Jets and yes, they should be. Let's talk about the Jets one second before we get another question because oh. I, I am been I have been hard on this guy. I mean, hard on him since they drafted. Do you mean Omni Richardson or do you mean? No, no, no. Mikai Beckton, right? And I <laughs> yes. have been, I've been hard on him since they drafted him. And, you know, this was a pivotal training camp for Mikai Beckton. He's coming off that knee. He hadn't played very much. He's been overweight. All the things that everybody was so concerned about when he got drafted. Could he control him, you know, his weight? Was he going to, you know, was he going to be disciplined enough? You know, and and he was on the bubble coming into training camp and, you know, had a great training camp. They moved him to right tackle. He's gotten his weight under control. I think Aaron Rodgers has done a great job of kind of mentoring the kid. And I hope that he has a great year at right tackle for the Jets. And certainly if he does, then, you know, again, tremendous, tremendous credit to Mekhi Becton for, you know, really – resurrecting his career this year in training camp. And I hope he stays healthy and has a great season. Okay. Next question. As I was on mute, very swiftly done there. Jim, see that? And uh, thanks very much Claire, for your question. Re really appreciate your question. Also, Kevy Wannut Gulateri from North Jersey, which I presume is New Jersey and not Jersey in the UK. Is Doc one year away from losing his job. Well, Jeff, give me a why. You know what? Me an e. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just telling you, I cannot believe that the hate sometimes that I feel for Dak sometimes. You know, I the guy has done an awful lot in his career. And, you know, first of all, before he loses his job, there better be somebody there, you know, to to take it, right? I mean, he's got to, you're going to have to beat him out. I don't see, you know, you know, Trey Lance is there. I think Trey Lance will be a good quarterback at some time. It isn't going to be within the next 18 months. 
And I certainly think that Dak has plenty of, you know, left on his tires. And, you know, I thought he did a great job. You know, they let him call plays the other day in an exhibition game. And I thought he did a great job calling plays. And, and, well, why is that important, you might ask? Because it shows his, you know, understanding of the game. It shows his understanding of the offense. Those are all real positive signs for him. And he's got good talent around him. I think, you know, again, the questions that you would have at Dallas right now is, you know, will that offensive line hold up? And if it does, then certainly I think that the Cowboys will be, you know, battling the Eagles and the Giants for, you know, and Washington's, you know, Washington's going to be better with Sam Howell. So, you know, I, I just think people are got to pump the brakes a little bit on all the criticism that Dak faces. Hard to believe Zeke's last play in for the Dallas Cowboys was in the 49ers stadium on that play. And like Helen Moore's away to, to LA as well. It's, it's just hard to believe. Interesting because we've talked about it on a podcast for Pro Football Ireland from the Aviva Jeff, like just doing an extra podcast, talking about Callum Moore's comments about Dak Prescott. So certainly one to keep an eye on. I'm sure Freddie Flunk will uh, certainly weigh in on that. He, he did ask about, is Dak a notice? So same sort of question. Appreciate that, Fred. J.O., which I'm presuming is just Joe from Ireland, says, with the top three quarterbacks taken in the draft confirmed to start week one, which one do you think has the best chance to win in their debut? Well, Jeff, I wonder what quarterback you're going to say here. Well, I think, you know, you look at, you look at those three teams and I, I'm, I'm not sure any of them are going to win in their debut game because, you know, you're, you're talking about teams that are struggling, you know, Carolina might have the best chance of any of those teams right now in terms of being able to compete, although they struggle in preseason, right? To the Texans we talked about, I think the Texans are heading in the right direction, but I think certainly it's going to be another year. If they can get six or eight wins, they ought to feel good about the season in Demeco's first year. Um, and then, you know, we talk about the Colts, and, and again, the Colts are, you know, what's going on with the running back? They're an unsettled bunch right now. And the Colts probably have, when you look at the talent, I would say the Colts and, and Carolina are the are the two most talented teams. The thing with, with the Colts is that offensive line has got to have a rebound year. They got to be able to protect that young kid and give him a chance to not have to do too much stuff. He needs Jonathan Taylor, he needs that. He needs that running back, and and the run game would really certainly help him. Um, you know, I I think, you know, it's it's to me, Carolina is probably got the best overall talent around a young quarterback, and I think that's important for those guys to to have an opportunity to win. Love it, Jeff. Love it. Uh, we've got time for a couple more questions, haven't we? Yeah. Let's get that... one. Let's go on from Mikey. Mikey's from Ireland. At Mikey Miko, 18, lovely using the Mikey, appreciate the support. Can, here's the question, Jeffrey, let's take all our hats off here, including my, I have to take my massive hat off here. Can Kenny Pickett do a Joe Burrow? Now, we spoke to somebody on a podcast a few days ago with the Bengals, like who who would, you know, obviously report for the Bengals, report on the Bengals, sorry. And he or she, I wouldn't say laughed at that, but basically said, the Cincinnati Bengals are worried about the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you've got Joe Burrow, you don't worry about anybody else. And that being said, though, 
I don't think anybody can look at how the Steelers have played in three weeks. And, and I, look, I know I'm biased now at this point, but like, look, Jesus, I mean, the way the Steelers have played in three weeks, it's preseason, but Kenny's looked very good. The question is, will they challenge? Because they had nine wins last season, even with Kenny struggles at a certain point. Well, I, th I think Kenny Pickett is positioned to make a big jump in his second year. You know, you look at that football team and, you know, they have really worked hard to improve where they were deficient. And that starts with the offensive line. And I think they're better in the offensive line. Their defense is always going to be real good. Um, and I think that, you know, Pickens and, you know, they've got weapons. Right. They've got guys that can make plays at tight end. They've got a running back that I think can, you know, catch it and run it. I mean, he's really, really one of the best running backs in the National Football League, in my opinion. I don't think, you know, it's it's a kind of a it's not an apples to apples comparison when you talk about Joe Burrow and, and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett doesn't need to do all the things Joe Burrow does because it does he doesn't run that style of offense. I think what he's got to be able to do is he's got to be able to, you know, Throw, throw the play action pass down the field. He's got to be able to, you know, complete some balls on critical downs, third downs when they're off schedule. He has to, you know, manage the offense and be, you know, be a tremendous leader, which I think he is. You know, it's funny with him, all this, as well as he's played in preseason, all of a sudden I don't hear anything about how small his hands are anymore. And you remember it going into the draft, you know, people were, you know, just like, overanalyze and, and over-criticize him to the point where it was ridiculous about how, sm how small his hands were. I, you know, you looked at I, all I could just, I, I kept saying all the time, go back to the tape. Just look at the tape, right? Look at the Pitt-Clemson game. If you look at the Pitt-Clemson game, you're not going to, I mean, he beats a superior team just making play. And I think that that's what we're going to see out of him going forward. I think a year of, you know, off-season work, a year of, you know, coaching school, a year of understanding, a year of maturity, a year of weight room, all those things will help him make a jump in his second season in Pittsburgh. That's the vision of football. I think that's all I can really say at this point. Well, I'll tell you something. It, it is, it, you know, it's funny because we, we talk about the best division in football and immediately everybody goes to the AFC East. But I'm going to tell you something, that AFC North is loaded and load physical and, you know, got great talent at, you know, great quarterback play. The Ravens are going to be much, much better than they were. You know, what Cleveland will be, we'll see. But certainly when Joe Burrow got, gets back healthy 100%, we know the Bengals are a great football team. And Pittsburgh has shown in preseason that they're going to be a good football team. So it's going to be a battle every week in that division. Bring it on, bring it on, my friend. We've got time for one more question. Richard in York in the UK, Jeff. Jeff, preseason injuries are less are less now to the well-known players because of the lack of game time. But does this just not kick the can down the road to week one? Underprepared players getting injured there instead. I have to say, Jeff, I I love the NFL and I've been very fortunate to cover the league for a few years now. And it, it's the best experience I've had working with you as well is is up there as well of course I don't get the lack of participation in preseason I understand why they hold people back but when you have such little game time when you need to try and develop players I understand you have to show some players 
certain parts of games you're bringing the second first strings in but I do feel sometimes if you talk about Kenny Pickett there like you know he was on the field for three or four minutes in each game and that's what they were able to do and it's like well well to be fair it was a quarter in, in one of the games but you feel like you want to see more and maybe there should be more of an incentive to teams in the preseason you have to make it more interesting or do you think shut up Michael stick with the stuff you know stick with the status quo the quote high school musical and then it's all good the way it is what do you think of Richard's question? Uh, I think it's, you know, it's really interesting because they've taken away, and, and I get it because the NFL wants the revenue and the players want the revenue because that's how the salary cap is built. You don't, you know, you're not, you're not going to get the same kind of revenue for a preseason game that you're going to get for a regular season game. So when they went to 17 games, they took a preseason game away. And there were some, there are a lot of ramifications for that, Mike, not just, not just the health of veteran players, but opportunities for young players that's one less game to evaluate you know the guys who are going to be at the bottom of your roster that hopefully are going to be players for you one day and you know the thing that fans have to understand is this is not tennis this is not basketball soccer baseball any of the others this is this is a violent game and people get injured and you do not want to expose your frontline players to injury any more than you have to. It's a reality in the game that we as coaches understand that you're going to lose guys. It happens. That's the nature of the game. But why in the world would you put a proven player out there and in preseason and losing when the games don't mean anything? Now, here's what I saw in preseason, which was really interesting to me. Here, you know, we're we're 45 minutes from Buffalo and, you know, yeah. WGR and all, all the, the Buffalo radio station. Steve Tasker is a friend of mine. And, you know, it's Steve, you know, played, was a great player for the Bills and now does their their broadcast. And I listened to him one day and the fans, I couldn't believe the amount of hand wringing that was going on because the Bills had played their second preseason game, had 12 penalties in the first half. He couldn't score points, you know, da, 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 da. what happened in the last game? They, they put their franchise quarterback out. Right. And, you know, he, luckily they had a one drive, went down and scored and, you know, kind of quieted the masses. And then, and, you know, then they got Josh Allen out of the game, but I'm going to tell you something. I was shocked. I'm going, what in the world is that guy out there for <laughs> in preseason and if he would get hurt i mean it's just that's the that's kind of the thing that you got to trade off it's so tough you know and it's interesting there are teams and the patriots have been renowned for this that they use their first few games almost like extra preseason games now they obviously don't play backup players and all that other stuff but you know they they think they know that over the 17 games, that's a long season, right? That's, you know, 20 weeks of football. You know, you've got to get better as you go. You don't want to, you know, you got, you, you don't want to start fast and finish slow. You want to, you know, you're, it's okay if you start slow and finish fast. It's, you know, that's basically what happens after Thanksgiving is what determines your season. You just want to get to Thanksgiving in the, you know, within striking distance and, you know, be hot and healthy down the stretch. And that's just the way it is. But 
you know, again, preseason football, I love it. I love to watch all the young players. You know, I never can get enough of it. But I also understand that for coaches, certainly it is a much risk and no reward playing frontline players. I think that in, in two to three years, that might be the best analysis you've given this podcast. That's a good thought. <laughs> Thank you for that. Man, I am pumped. It's Friday. We are six days out from the NFL season starting. We've always got J-Bell coming over on Sunday. Text me privately for any advice. I'm joking. I'm sure it'll be great crack. <laughs> I'm sure you'll sure love it. Um, looking forward. Like we're, we're obviously bringing Jason over to this venue that you're going to come to. Anyone that's 20-odd minutes in, Jess, coming to a theatre on January the 30th next year. It's all going to be announced next week. So I'm very bad at keeping things secret, Jeff. But um, don't worry, if you're a member, you'll, you'll have first access to the Irish shows and stuff. Um, I'm excited, Jeff. It's a big season next, big season starting next week. We're all the way full steam ahead to Vegas, baby. We're going to come in next week. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to do bowl predictions next week. We're going to have three bowl predictions each next week. And then we're going to have a preview show at some point. Give me like 24 hours to recover from, from JBL, will you, please? We'll, we'll do a preview show, uh, a special Jeff Rainbow show that comes out on Thursday morning next week. And we're going to go all the way to Vegas, baby. I'm I'm telling you, I'm, I'm already looking at the week one stuff and I'm thinking, this is going to fly in. I'm so excited, man. And, and we're, we're, we're talking maybe 10, 11, 12 weeks a year over here. It's exciting, man. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to say, first of all, thank you very much for all the fans who sent us questions. I'm sorry we couldn't get to all of them. But if you send them to my Twitter account, I will answer them, you know, on my Twitter account if we're not able to get them on the show. Keep doing that because this is your voice. This is your opportunity to join the conversation. And uh, again, we take it very, very, you know, personal and very, we're very proud of the fact that, you know, we really try and get the fans involved because this show is all about you, the fan. Well, Jeff, we're back. We are back. And I'm, I'm buzzing. So I'll chat to you soon. Big, big shout out to 88 Sport. Maybe Jeff might give a Super Bowl pick next week with 88 Sport. We'll, we'll, we will see the crack. Jeff, thank you so much. On behalf of everybody here, we're, we're buzzing. We're buzzing for this year. This is going to go to the next level, mate. So thank you. And I'll chat to you soon. You say aloha. It's your show. Aloha. Have a great Sunday. Tell Jason Bell I said hello. And, you know, again, tell everybody in Dublin, we coming, baby. 